your undivided attention. Amen. We are still working out of the Lord's prayer or the kingdom prayer. Say that with me, kingdom prayer. Because out of this prayer is kingdom elements, kingdom teachings, kingdom principles that we not only need to apply within our prayer lives, but in our understanding, in our everyday living. It all permeate our thinking. We ought to see life differently, approach our problems more courageously. We ought to have a, a victory complex. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. I know, I'm already preaching. Let me go with it. A victory complex means you expect the best. Ah, shut your mouth. That when things go wrong, you kind of like say, what just happened? What just happened? But yet, willing to fight through the trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, listen what he says. Let's, let's go to our verse. Matthew 6, 9 and 10. Reading out of the American Standard Version, and it reads as such in our hearing. And after this matter, therefore, pray ye. After this mold, after this, this model, after this understanding, after these principles, Father, our Father relationship, who are in heaven, hallowed, oh, you a big God. <laughs> you're bigger than I could ever imagine. Well, you're big enough, I can, I can brag on you and never brag on you enough. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come in me right now. Say that with me. Thy kingdom come in me. Thy will be done in me. <laughs> By me. As in heaven, so let it be on earth. Amen. Father, even now, hide me behind your glory. Allow the anointing to be increased and you order every word. You order everything that I say. You know what we need to hear. Even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Whether you like it or not, you're in war. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whether you know it or not, Satan has desires to destroy you. Yes, sir. <laughs> if you are a, matter of fact, just you being a human being, just you being made from Adam. Satan has art against you. Uh-huh. And, he's, and, and, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you know, there's some people, they just don't like you. <laughs> and no matter what you do, they're still not going to like you. You can be nice to them and take them out to dinner, and they just don't like you. Okay, can I help you? Satan just don't like you. And since it's already, already done that you got an enemy, you might as well fight. Many of us haven't learned to fight. And you're not going to get what God has for you until you make up your mind I'm in a fight. You know, it's not like we are, it's not like that we are opposed to fighting because because many of us are going to watch the Super Bowl. (laughs) Did you know that's a fight? 
is a football fight. Football is the number one sport in America. Matter of fact, do you know how much money companies spend for one minute of, of commercial time because so many people are going to watch the Super Bowl? Some of you don't like football, don't understand football, but you're going to be watching tonight. Because of the commercials. Gladiators. MMAA. Boxing. Everything is about fighting. Competition is a type of fight. Which means then that God made within us the element, the desire for fighting. The problem is we're fighting one another and not fighting the enemy. He birthed us into a world where Satan is the small g God because Adam gave it to him. And the moment you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you became on the front lines fighter. The problem is most of us have not stood up and made up our mind we're not going to accept everything the enemy throw at us. We would rather fight one another. Why is this so important? What is the, what is the so what of this sermon? The so what of this sermon is unless you have the right perspective, and learn how to fight the right way, Satan is going to take from you what the Lord has given to you. That's victory. Somebody need to say to themselves, I'm not a victim no more. I'm victorious. Because some of us walk around, we sit around with a defeated attitude. Hold on, wait a minute. All of us been there but you don't have to stay there. When you begin to know who you are, your attitude change. Your talk change. God begins to show you kingdom is right here, right now. You are the citizens of God. You are his children. Do you think he put you in enemy's territory with no power? Listen, you may not be able to stop the trouble around you, but you don't have to get the, let the trouble get inside you. Oh, somebody didn't hear that. You could be going through H-E-L-L on the outside and still have peace on the inside. Do I have any witnesses in the house? Is there anybody in the house that things are not the way you want it to be, but you have made up your mind that you're going to stay right here. Is there anybody in the house that recognize that though you are under attack, you know you are walking from victory and you just waiting on God to change the things around. That is a kingdom perspective that you have to have. If you live, let me speak to some people. Maybe some of you haven't been through nothing. Well, did I say something wrong? <laughs> Just wait. And those of us that's been through something, why is it that we think that that, that, that if we're following God and, and, and we're trying to stay where he wants us to stay, that everything ought to be cool. Even though the devil don't have you no more, he sure don't want you to move forward. Let me throw some verses at you. Let me show you where I'm coming from. Because I don't want to take all day, but, but we need to understand something. Matthew 12, 28. 
It's out of the message Bible. It would come out on the screen. And let me set up the scenario. Jesus had just cast out a demon out of somebody, and the Pharisees are saying, he does it by the power of Satan. And Jesus says, wait a minute, if Satan is fighting Satan, then his kingdom, his house cannot stand. So now he begins to, to, to give an understanding of it, and he, and he comes out of a parable, and this parable says this. He says, in the parable, he says this. He says, in order for someone to come into your house and take your stuff during the day, they have to come in and bind you That's it. Yes, sir. in order to ransack your house. Uh-huh. Y'all get that? Yes. You see, if it's your house and they don't belong there, you're going to have to, you're going to put up a fight. The only way they can do it is if they bind you in some way. And what he's saying is, I have now come and I have loosened you. Y'all get me? He said, I have ransacked Satan's house and y'all don't belong to him no more. Can, Can I go a step deeper? He says, he says, the power he had over you, he don't have over you no more. Y'all get that? Listen, he don't have to do it. He's already done it. He said, the kingdom of God has come now because another kingdom has come and intervened on what Satan was trying to do, which means that you don't have to let him do what he used to do. Someone, someone got me. What's this? He said, how in the world do you think it's possible in broad daylight to enter into a house and awake an able-bodied man and walk off with his possession unless you first tie him up? You know what he's saying? Satan is all tied up. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Somebody need a shout. Satan is all tied up. Concerning you, concerning you, Satan is all tied up. Jesus came and snatched you out of his power, out of his hand, out of his dominion. My question is, then why are you still acting like you all tied up? Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just asking a question. I'm going to give you the answer. I'm just asking a question. Because though we've been set free, to walk in freedom is your responsibility. And my responsibility. Listen, there's some things that just fell off. But you can't tell me everything fell off. Though we would put on like everything fell off. Everything didn't fall off. There's evidence of your salvation because some things fell off. But everything didn't fall off. Well, I didn't want to go here this soon, but I'm going to go here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. It says, Though we walk in the flesh, he said, you are in the natural. Still in a body, still living in the natural world, still dealing with natural elements. Okay? But we do not war according to the flesh. He said, if you are still trying to win battles, the old way you used to win battles, then you're using the wrong weapon. Can, can, can I dig in this a little bit? If you still got the same nasty attitude, if you still cussing folks out like a sailor on Sunday, If you still acting like what I delivered you from. Okay? 
If you still doing what used to work for you in the world, come on now. Don't, don't, don't sit there like I'm talking to your neighbor. Because <laughs> all of us, and we don't watch ourselves, still use the same things. Matter of fact, sometimes we hold on to that mess. We walk around with it. Don't let me pull out my old self. Y'all don't know me like that. Matter of fact, we got it ready, cocked. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. But you say the wrong thing. Thank you, Jesus. God is real and it meets us where we are. It's not way out there. No, it's right. It's all up in my business. It's all up in your business. And God is trying to push us to change, to be transformed. But until we get real, with us. So you might as well say ouch. I'm saying ouch too. But he's saying what he's saying is the way you're living your life in a spiritual because everything is spiritual. Your thoughts is spiritual. Your words are spiritual. Your attitude. Did you know that Satan wants you all up in your feelings? Because your feelings not saved. So therefore, he will press buttons. And then we would say, I can't help it. I should have told y'all it was going to be rough today. I should have told y'all that y'all in warfare today. Don't worry, you can work it out on the Super Bowl, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Verse, next verse. Next verse, he said, said, but the weapons of Christians, of our warfare, are not carnal. Carnal is your fleshy self. It's your emotions. It's the unnatural self. Listen, listen, e- even though you have the spirit of God in you, if your thinking's not changing, the battle that we fight, listen, there is resistance to you getting to your purpose. Turn to you and say, there's a fight. There's a fight. There's there's a fight there. There's a fight. Listen, listen, whether you know or not, there's a fight going on right now in, in, around you, for you, uh, against you. There, there, there's a fight. I, I, I think that there's like four or three elements of fighting. Let me explain. Number one, the devil stands against you for you to move forward. Man, he can't take your salvation if you say, but he sure don't want you to grow in your salvation. He wants you to stay, right? Can, can I throw something else at you? Some of your friends and family don't want you to grow either. Let me explain why. 
See, as long as we doing everything together and, and we got this in common and, and we doing our thing and, you know, we brothers in this and, and, and we are we on the same page. But I hear God calling me and God is calling me to not stay here. And, and, and this happens. Notice what he did. Is there anybody that's grabbing you to come back to where you was, but God is calling you on? Hold on, let me show you something else. When I took a step, conviction hit him. Why? Because if he is a Christian, he feels the call too. He's just determined he's not going to go. So now guess what? Now there's this tuggle. Listen, in the house, in the Christian house, in the house, there's a battle of kingdoms because, watch this, because moving away is uncomfortable not only for me, but for him too. Lord, help you when you got a calling on you. And I'm not just talking about preacher. When God got a higher calling on you and God got something for you, folks won't understand. And I don't care how much you tell them your vision. Matter of fact, sometimes you got to keep your vision to yourself. Ladies, there's a, there, there, some of y'all got a, a destiny and a calling on you. And, 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 and watch this. And it will pull you away. Now let me, let me, let me, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Help me. I'm trying to get done with this. Lord, help me. One of the loneliest places to be when God got a calling and destiny in your life. You got to learn to walk by yourself. You got to learn to maintain by yourself. You got to learn that Jesus is enough. You got to learn that folk, that the folks supposed to walk with you won't walk with you. Listen, there's some areas your wife can't go. There's a personal thing that happens between you and Jesus. And Jesus says, ain't I'm enough? Won't I keep you? I hate to say this. Come on, go ahead. Sometimes you got to make a choice to love them from a distance. Still love you. I can't stay there. You got to drop off of me. I enjoyed it while I was there, but that's not me. I don't love you any less. But God is calling me. Whoever told you you won't cry? I hate to say this. I cry more now than I ever cried. Oh, when I was out there in the world, I, I wouldn't cry. I didn't cry. Sure. I was hard as they come. It was funny. The other day, you know, when all that snow, you know, I'm driving in the snow at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm willing it, right? Don't you know there's a snow alert? So what? Somebody said, well, Venice, you hardcore. So I've always been hardcore. Why should I change now? I'm just hardcore for Jesus. I just flipped, you know, God, something God don't take from you. He just flipped the strip. strip. I'm going to tell you. She calls me crazy. Amen. Yeah, I do. 
You think I'm crazy, don't you? Are you? Crazy. Real talk, you think real, I'm crazy. Real crazy, yes, I do. You really think I'm crazy, I do. don't you? I do. Yes. But now I'm crazy for Jesus. You are. You are. I don't mind being crazy for Jesus. I really. My, my question is who's holding you? Because the truth of the matter is, we all have to go through this. Or you become stuck here. You become stuck here. Listen, listen. You know where we are stuck? Bring up, bring up 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse... Three and four again. And then, then I know I'm not going to get that far. And then we're going to send you home. Okay? Come on. So watch this. He's saying, I have already equipped you with warfare. Then, what's, 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 which means then, you have to know what your weapons are. <laughs> and you get me. You know, it's funny that when, when we go into praise, some of y'all are so cool that you can't praise. I mean, you know, you know, as I praise the Lord, you sitting there. Yeah. I'm watching them. That's what we do. But what we don't understand is this. Your victory is in your praise. God created you to praise him. So watch this. The flesh don't want to praise God. Did you know when you start praising God, it's uncomfortable? You feel like you're making a fool of yourself? But you know, you know what I said? But, but there's some things... You shake off. Yes, sir. Did you hear that? Hallelujah. There's some things you shake off when you don't care what people think. There's some things that, that you shake off when you realize it's not about how cute you are. There's some things you shake off when, when you understand it's, a, it's godly to praise. Matter of fact, real men praise God. Hallelujah. It, praise ought to be when you are in your element. You can shake depression off when you praise him. You can shake sadness off when you praise him. You can stop Satan speaking in your head when you praise him. There's some things that requires you to open up your mouth and praise him. That's warfare. That's what prayer is a weapon. You know, prayer is not so much to move God as it is to move us. <laughs> when I start praying about something and I let him speak to me, he shows me the situation from a different per perspective. All of a sudden, sometimes I realize, though I don't like where I'm at, where I'm at is good for me. Ah, uh, shut your mouth. In prayer, he teaches us that though it doesn't look like he's doing nothing on the outside, he's working it out on the inside. Oh, oh. You know, I told somebody, I said, I hate what I've been through, but I thank God for everything I've been through. You know why? I would not be the person that I am today if I had not been through what I've gone through in my life. 
while Satan was trying to destroy me, God was shaping me and forming me and strengthening me. Every hurt, every tear. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Every hurt and every tear, God will use it to make you better, to make you stronger, to make you know him. I said, our warfare, the weapons, listen, say, praise is a weapon, prayer is a weapon, you know, repeating the word to yourself, speak the word, see, we speak to ourselves, but we're not speaking the word of God. Uh, let me go here. Y'all might as, well turn, might as well curl up your toes now. We all do self-talk. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Satan uses the same thing God uses, but he uses it in a negative manner. He uses it to build his kingdom. So hold on. You didn't have to be taught to talk negative about yourself. No one had to say, Kenny, call yourself dummy when you're unhappy with yourself. Nobody had to teach you to not like you. You see where I'm coming from. I can go down the list and I will connect with everybody in here because all of us know what I'm talking about, about the negative self of, that we all had at one time or another was part of because Satan destroyed our image. Yes, and the image we saw of ourselves, we didn't like. I know this is uncomfortable, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why would you be uncomfortable when everybody else in here is in the same state? Hold on. Okay. That did hit. Let, let, me, let, me, let me go. I told you I was crazy. Okay. Do you, think, do you really think people think you perfect? Even if you think you perfect, we all know you ain't that perfect. Do you really think that people think that you all that? We, hold on. Even though you may think you a bag of chips and pop too, we don't think you a bag of chips and pop too. You might be a pop, you may be a chip. (laughs) There's some chips missing in that bag. There's some pop that's been spilled out of that can. (laughs) You may even have a little bit of both, but they are not full. Y'all made me go there. <laughs> I be looking in my bag saying, I know there's some chips missing. I know there was some chips in here. I swear there was some chips in here yesterday. When you're honest with yourself, It makes you dependent on him. When you see yourself, you lean and depend more on him. Listen, Jesus is the only one that got it all. His grace is sufficient to meet you and fill you. Within ourselves, we are nothing. See, there's some things that fall off, but notice what this says here. Satan has set up strongholds. You know what strongholds are? 
Strongholds is that you have more belief in what you feel or what you always heard than God's word. Strongholds is that your experience have more power than what God's word says. So, 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 when, so when, I, when I confront something that doesn't meet God's word, but what I'm looking at is my experience and that hurt me. Uh-huh. I now have to make a choice. Is my experience facts and is the word of God true? Because uh-huh. sometimes trusting God's word makes me vulnerable. And many times we pick and choose what we want what we want to take as truth and what we don't want to take as truth. Come on now. Am I right? Come on now. So now what happens is we swing in kingdoms. I, I'll come stand with you when I want to use you and need you, but when I don't. But when, but, but when I, when I want to go back to. On Sunday. On Monday. On Tuesday, on Wednesday, I might as well stay here <laughs> till Sunday. And God says, you're playing a game with me. Because I have given you everything you need. Watch this, watch this. Show me the seeds. Show me the season. We're almost out of here. Because I know y'all got a party to go to. I, I know y'all got chicken to fry. I, I know. I know. Show me the picture of the seeds. God did not give you a tree. He gave you a seed. In every area of victory in your life, of blessing and promise in your life, it did not come as a tree with fruit. It came as a seed. See, the children of Israel battled with that there was giants, physical giants in the land. Your battle is God gave you spiritual seeds that you water, that you pray, that you hold on to, that you guard, that you build up your faith that you stand still. You know, sometimes, some promises last for a day, weeks, months, years, decades. You know, and, and this is the thing is, how do you maintain and make sure the seed grows and you don't let nobody or nothing kill your seed? How can I say this? Faith is fragile. When you don't, when, when you, when you, when you waiting on something, when, when Satan is throwing everything at you, you have to work to build up your faith. Listen, you can't quit at the first attack. Listen, the, I, ex, I expect to be attacked. When God gives me something new, I, let, let me, let me, let, we're almost through. CEG, when we started at 10 years ago, it was some ministers we went up to, to, to Prince Charles, saw what they were doing in Maryland, came back, brought in uh, Jonathan uh, Weaver, who was the president in Maryland, the founder of it, brought him in in Cincinnati, New Mission. We brought him in. We as a church brought him in. Called all the ministers of Cincinnati, black pastors of Cincinnati. We called him in, had about 40 there. He spoke to us. 
Uh, and, and we asked for a vote. Do you all want to start this here or not? They said, yeah. They voted me in as president because, you know, we were the one and through, through, through 3M, we, we, we set this up. We, we had a vision because the banks in Cincinnati wasn't working with us. Uh-huh. Let me explain. They would not give us a loan for the two vans you see out there, though we had the money in the bank. Uh-huh. Listen what I'm saying. We had the money in the bank, and we could not secure a loan from Fifth or PNC. I said, go buy the vans. That's how they treat churches, if you want to know the truth. We did work for Fifth Third, and after we did the work for them, they would not return our phone call. Working with a vice president who is African-American. Where Brother Jefferson at? Am I right? After we did hell our end of the bargain, they would not return, receive our phone call. I said, we're going to get all the, okay, we're going to take this larger, we're going to get all the churches in Madisonville. Someone told me about, uh, about um, CEG. I said, okay, let's bring him in. Let's get all the churches in Cincinnati. Start the organization. I want you to see this because we're going to talk about vision. We're sitting around the table, and banks are still not talking to us because we don't have enough churches. Our capital isn't enough together. We're talking about five, seven churches. I said, you know what? That's okay, because we can still do work in, 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 in our organization about the banks. I said, let's take the African-American businesses, get the African-American churches and any other church that want to be a part of it. Let us come together. Let us build up our, our African-American businesses, because we got Girls and boys, young men, young ladies on the streets who I've talked to who can't get a job. They're selling drugs because they won't get hired. I done talked to them. They telling me this. Here they say, I know you can tell when they burnt out. Listen, it's hard selling drugs. What's so hard about it is that somebody's peeping out what you're doing. And they want to take what you got. So you're always watching your back. Real talk. And you can tell when they're tired. Here they are tired. And I had nothing to offer them. So I'm sitting there and we said, I said, okay, let's take our churches. Let's take our, our businesses, bring them together. Only five pastors agreed. Listen, and the pastors that agree are the ones who have started churches or businesses because they were used to having vision. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The rest of the resistance I got, the resistance we had to fight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, CEG is the main one that downtown goes to. The mayor goes to them. This is right now is the number one black organization of churches and businesses in Cincinnati. How many millions of dollars have we done with banks now? I expect you to know it off the top of your head. It was like six million in residential, 30 million in bank with churches. There's over 50 businesses, and businesses are joining all, all the time, and there's over 25 churches. Whenever the mayor or state need, they call Gene Ellerton our president. We are the go-to in Cincinnati. Okay? We're just talking about a vision. 
Just a vision God dropped on me. I don't need to be present or anything like that. But listen, listen to what I'm saying. What has God put in you that you can't get people to see? What resistance are you, are you up against? See, sometimes you can't give it to nobody else. I don't, I don't you, know, you know, sometimes you got to know when to hold it close to your heart. And you can't let nobody else know until God says it's time. But you know how you get growth? You water it. You nurture it. So watch it. Our warfare is praise, is prayer, and getting the word in your mind. Oh, oh, see, let folks think you crazy. <laughs> when, they ble- when God bless you, they're going to want to do what you did. When God lift you, they're going to want to know how you got there. I believe that, that you may start on the bottle, but when God will lift you to the top. I'm talking to somebody because somebody's ready to quit. And I'm telling you, don't quit. Quit, 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 quit the negative talk. You know, sometimes you got to put the phone down. Who's speaking into you? If they're not speaking the word, Wow. You know what? Watch this. The Super Bowl is going to be playing, right? And when they make a catch, or they make a touchdown, guess what they do to the crowd, home crowd? They get them to cheer. Basketball. You, what you say? It does something on the inside. Am I right about it? When you hear the noise and the people cheering, it makes you feel invincible. Oh, shut your mouth. When you start praising, when you start shouting, when you start saying, thank you, Lord. I haven't seen nothing yet, but thank you, Lord. See? I got some expectation on the table. And whenever Satan comes at me to try to steal my seed, I open up my big mouth and I start praising God. I start thanking him. I thank you for the vision. I thank you that you are on time, God. I thank you that you are God that can't lie. So, Lord, I'm staying right here. I ain't going nowhere because I know you got me in your hand. Listen, trouble's going to come, but trouble's going to go. As long as you're in God's hand, guess what? You got the victory. Hallelujah. 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 New England are the Rams. New England all around. I don't know. But what I do know, it may not look like I'm a winner, but I'm a winner. May not look like you're a winner, but you all say, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. I'm coming up. I'm coming up. I'm coming up. You are in spiritual battle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know it hurts. I know tears flow. But you know what you got to do? Push stuff out. Look, look, that seed is covered by manure. You got it? Guess what Satan's going to throw on you? 
is stinky stuff. It's stinky stuff. But you know what it does? It has the ability to push its way through the manure. Is there anybody got manure on them? Is there anybody you got to push your way through? Is there anybody you got to praise your way out? Is there anybody you got to give God thanksgiving? Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Anybody? Call on it. Call on it. Call on Jesus. 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 Victory is ours. You got to know it here. I don't know where you at today. I don't know what you're facing. But I know that the devil is lying to you. He's trying to keep you down. He's trying to keep you depressed. But God is calling you up. And perhaps you need to be part of a church family that's going to agree with you. That's going to cheer with you. Because we're all in the same battle. Amen? If you're here today and you know you need to be part of a church family or you haven't accepted Jesus, you're not sure of your salvation, I got preachers here that want to pray with you and share with you our Savior, our Redeemer, our Waymaker, our Strong Tower, his name is Jesus. If you're here, come on. There's no other place I'd rather be than in your love that covers me. You gave your life Calvary, you shed your blood, and now 